0: Talk-time-live.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live.
1: Hey, what's happening? This is TC Carson, and you are listening to ACMG's Talk Time Live. And this is Kratos. Keep listening. It's time, talk time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. the come on and let's get it. Talk time. Lie. Anime, comics, movies, and games. the come on and let's get it. Talk time. Lie. Anime, comics, movies, and games. the come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. the come on and let's get it. Talk time live. Started in the '80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that song, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I. The kids to learn how to let go live life and show love to all things that don't matter what y'all get it talk time live. anime comics boobies and games to come on and let's get it talk time live. anime comics boobies and games to come on and let's get it talk time live.
0: to a special episode of talk time live entitled the rewind edition i am your host xavier josiah and why am i bringing back a previous episode of one of my interviews is because as of today january 26 2021 this is the release of one of the games that i've been anticipating for quite some time from yacht club games and that is known as cyber shadow i had over two years nine months ago <laughs> I can't believe it's been that long on april 9th 2019 literally two years nine months ago i had the pleasure of talking to david d'angelo of yacht club games that we talk about their at the time upcoming 2d action scroller known as cyber shadow and we got to get any kind of a sneak preview of him talking about what to expect from this game and you know what it entails and such now when you listen to this interview you will know that there was no release date mentioned and there is a reason you know, it took him a very long time to put this game together. The game is out as of today, on January 26, two thousand twenty one. It is out today. It should be available on multiple platforms, especially Nintendo eShop. Uh, I know because I've already pre ordered it. It's already unlocked, it's ready to go. I have not played it yet, but I figure why not bring back this game, uh, this interview I had with him because because of the fact that when we interviewed. It basically was just talking about what to expect because they were still in development of the game. And how I found out about this game was from a Nintendo... uh, What was it? A Nintendo uh, showcase. Uh, Possibly the E3 or possibly a nintendo direct that this game was announced and i immediately reached out to them and uh got a chance to talk to david about it a little bit and then we also talked about some other uh classic games that they've done and uh games that were supposed to be up and coming at the time in the shovel knight series which is all available out now i've already played and interviewed everything that is uh and, and reviewed everything that was pretty much mentioned in this interview by now it's been that long but it was great to have one and i wanted to, i figured this game hasn't come out yet and when it does i'll bring this uh interview back up and now it is finally here and so is this interview so uh before you get a chance to check it out or if you've already checked it out why not enjoy this interview with david d'angelo as we talk about cyber shadow and much more so here it is my interview with david d'angelo of yacht club games Hello, ladies and gentlemen on the show with me right now is david d'angelo of yacht club games if you recognize the name of that company then you may recognize one of the most popular games that they've ever come up with and that is the Shovel Knight series but now they're trying to wire wow you again with the upcoming ninja based 2d action side scroller called Cyber Shadow if you haven't seen the trailer go out of your way to see it it looks awesome especially if you're a ninja Gaiden fan of old and uh we're here to talk about that and much more David how are you
2: I'm good. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh no, it's my pleasure. Actually, I mean, I I've, I've been a big fan of you guys. Uh, Shovel Knights is just ridiculously fun. It's ultra popular at this point in time, and uh, I'm eager to talk about this new game that you guys are coming out. But I also want to talk about other things involving yacht club games and just much more. So, um, so yacht club games is this still consist of like five people at this time? Oh. Oh, well, no, not anymore. No, not <laughs> no, no. anymore. You guys have grown exponentially. We're about,
2: Take it. We're about 15 or so strong at awesome. this point. Uh, you know, we're grown. Every year we're grown. Uh, I think we still have a very small mentality uh, where everyone's doing everything and yeah. uh, we're working really hard to do way more than we can chew. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we're a little bigger now. So
0: uh, what, what's different now? Than when you guys started like what would uh you have 15 from you have like from 5 to 15 now so you're like about three times as much the power that you guys used to be what was needed now that in order to do more of what you want for us well well
2: i mean there's a lot of reasons we uh uh we, like, we wanted to have, I mean, we just, when we built the original game with five people, we we crunched every day, every hour of the day for 18 months. So just having the little flexibility to be like, oh, we can make games at the same pace, but not have to kill ourselves because we have more people. Um, I think there was, uh, you know, we did want to do more than we were doing previously, which... Right. And you know we were working way too hard uh, Uh (laughs) uh, spreading out that workload and just things that like you know we didn't want to spend you know every person was doing more than they really wanted to do or in topics they didn't really want to do right like uh, from like business stuff to marketing uh, you know running like social media it's like we we're trying to bring on people to handle that kind of stuff as much as possible so we could focus like really corely on the game development.
0: Very smart. I mean, as a as a graphic designer myself and I've learned this going uh, going throughout the years, it's one of those things like you just wanna do the art. And yeah. all of that outside stuff, the the promoting, the taxes, the accounting stuff, <laughs> you wanna leave that to other people. So it's it's inevitable that as you grow you do have to extend your hand out to other people and, and trustworthy people. So that's awesome that you guys are at this level right now.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean it's been it's been great that we can We can do more without still killing ourselves in the same way.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I've talked to a lot of uh, indie developers, you know, on this show, uh, really great, talented people like yourselves. And the story that I always get from a lot of them is that you that they were once former developers of many of major companies and wanted to branch out to sake for the sake of their own creative freedom. Is that the same story with the origin of Yacht Club games?
2: Uh, the like the core of us, we came from a company called Way Forward, who yes. made uh license games for the most part,
0: Ashanti and uh, Ducktales and. Uh yeah yeah so mm-hmm. I mean we I, I worked on
2: Ducktales I worked we uh, you're you know, my some, hero.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, some of us worked on like uh, Doldrums Neon and Blood Ring yeah. Betrayal and uh contra four and uh but you know some people worked on barbie here too <laughs> like they're li- it's all over the place because uh they're, they're the kind of company that just did you know uh whatever whatever yeah. that work they could get at the time mm-hmm. um so yeah we i guess we we were more interested in branching out because the way way forward worked is they sort of they had like five games going at any given time. And whenever project finished, you were all sort of like dispersed to whoever needed help the most. Right. Uh, and we had worked sort of on a team together. Jeldra and Neon was the last game we made together at WayForward and we thought we gelled really nicely The, the you know, uh, uh, and we wanted to keep making games together and we just realized it wasn't possible at WayForward that we'd be split up.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, so the main reason was just that we wanted to keep working together.
0: That's actually that's – a, that's a new story, and it, it makes sense. If you have a chemistry like that, you don't want to mess that up. You, I mean that type of magic only comes by every certain time so often. Yeah,
2: and we just realized like we got better making games the more we made games together, right? We like learned each other's like pros and cons and et cetera and got uh, like part of making a game I think is – Making a good team yeah. to make a game, and at uh, WayForward, it just felt like you could never grow as a team. Uh, so yeah, that's what we wanted to try out. That's why we made Sheldon
0: Right. So it's obvious, no, no, no secret here. You guys are fans of retro games, <laughs> in particular eight bit, sixteen bit games. You know, no surprise. And you, and you guys are the saviors of that type of art form and genre. You know, what was some of the games that you actually loved growing up?
2: Well, I would, I would first say, I don't know about we didn't save anything, but, <laughs> uh, but if we helped bring a little more attention to it, that's great. Uh, but yeah, my favorite uh, games growing up, I, I mean, Mario 3 is a huge one for me, uh, Mega Man, Castlevania, I mean, basically all those like big core tentpole franchises from all the you know NES, there's Super Nintendo era games. Uh, is what I grew up playing and uh, really fell in love with. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, I, I love everything. I mean, Shell Knight even pulls, we pull in a lot of, uh, you know, game design knowledge from the present to the past.
0: Yeah. Well, I, honestly, I I disagree with you humbly, um, as humble as you're being right now. But you and I'm not just not just Yacht Club Games itself, but just a whole slew of different companies that are coming out with these indie titles. Inti uh, Creates is another one that I would put out there, too. I mean, that just keeping alive what could have been a lost art yeah, and yeah. really breathing some new life into it because we have new advancements and everything now. And, you know, it's really awesome that you guys are doing it. And again, it really proves a lot because Shovel Knights is like the new modern era old school classic now.
2: (laughs) Well, thank you. I appreciate it.
0: You know, but, um, the obvious, you know, the one of the questions that I do have too, is that let's talk about this latest game that you guys have out, uh, that will be coming out soon to multiple platforms, literally a platform near you (laughs) in this case, Cyber Shadow, which I believe you guys premiered that right after the Nintendo showcase if i'm correct
2: Uh, yeah we just we showed it off at pax which was last week yeah (laughs) um so we showed it off uh, i think we revealed it like the day before the uh, convention started yeah
0: it it blew just looking at it blew me away i was like oh my goodness this is the ninja Gaiden game i probably am looking forward to for a long time
2: yeah, I hope so. That's what that's what we're trying to do.
0: I mean, obviously it's taken from that from the original NES series that people love so much and, and trust me when I tell you I still got people on social media still talking about those games and that particular game. But this looks like it's just a upgrade, a the answer that I just feel like watching it, it was the answer to a lot of things that was possibly or possibly missing from that original game back then. Probably because they couldn't, we weren't able to do it, but you guys are doing now. Can you actually tell our listeners about this exciting new game and what should we, what are we prepared for?
2: Uh, well, if you I mean, grew up or, you know, ever played or you <laughs> maybe maybe you're curious about yeah, Ninja Gaiden uh, games in general. I would say that was that's the main inspiration, yeah. uh, just in terms of the skills and the action and the platforming of that uh, of those series of games, the the 2D platforming mm-hmm. ones. Uh, I mean, but we're I, I think uh, Arn, who's the uh, main developer on it, is he's really focused on sort of like all of this like I don't know what you call him like but the like the dark visual. Uh, <laughs> Like sort of cool, like the really cool games uh, from the NES era, yeah. like and I mean the a cool meaning like they like they just like reek of being uh, like it's oh like this guy's so cool he's like a you know badass playing the game yeah everything's
0: like, perfect his accuracy everything
2: uh, so yeah like games like you know the Batman on the NES yeah. or you know, those like the machines of Contra like being so uh, rad or mm-hmm. I mean really that like. Like that dark 80s aesthetic is, I think, what he was, he's trying to nail. And uh, we're trying to, like, amplify as much as possible. I mean, it's it's a really cool game. It's really simple. It's just, like, jumping and slashing. And as you get further in the game, you're, like, upgrading uh, your mobility and your attack uh, skills. And just, uh, it's uh, like from stage to stage, you're like really feeling like you're like growing in power and ability and skill. and I it's so hearing this right now.
0: This is, <laughs> I mean, because one of the, you know, I love Ninja Gaiden, but Ninja Gaiden is still to this day. I, I have Nintendo Online, and even yeah. if they helped me cheat to get to the final stage, it's still beating my ass. So yeah,
2: Ninja Gaiden is a rough is a rough experience for sure. I mean, it was definitely like of that era. I yep. mean, it's missing a lot of like the. The, the polish and the just the like uh the what makes it like the like what's helping you it doesn't have anything that's like really helping you get guide you through the experience and I think that's what we're focusing on a lot is the same way we took like you know the Mega Man and Zelda from the NES era and we sort of like mushed them together and you know a bunch of other games too but like trying to make do that same thing for shuttle Knight that we're like, we're, Oh, it's like, here's another like branch of the NES era. This like this ninja guy. And like, how can we make it nice and friendly to the modern, uh, you know, player.
0: Oh, I, I just had this feeling like you're going to do it and you won't make it brutally hard. Hopefully. <laughs>
2: oh, no, no. I mean, i I'll, like, yeah, what we'd like to say around here a lot is, uh, it will be challenging, uh, but it, yeah, it won't be hard. I can It'll accept ch- challenging. Yeah. And ch- <laughs> it's, hopefully, it's like a challenge, and you're overcoming it, and it's fun to you know to learn how to to, to like c- conquer that challenge. Uh, but hopefully, it's not like painful, <laughs> which is what, <laughs> which is what like I think a lot of people associate like NES hard you know games with as being painful, and like oh that bird knocked me into the pit like 50 times in a row, and I just can't take it anymore.
0: Right. Exactly. But, even if right. you do the up, up, down, down uh, code, <laughs> the right. contra code at best. Yeah. So how long did it take this project to uh, be developed this time around?
2: Uh, well, arn has been working on it for uh, like a decade uh, since wow. the original, uh, his conception of it. But he like really, the last three years has been like his big uh, push on it. And then we've been on the project with him for a year. Uh, so all, all in all, it's a lot of, a lot of time that we've, that's been put into this game, uh, and hopefully it's worth
0: it. <laughs> I, you know what, the thing I, again, with the trailer, the thing that I liked about it, one of my favorite NES games that I don't think gets nearly enough credit because they, uh, everybody reverts to the Mega Drive or the Sega uh, Sega Genesis version is Strider. And yeah, Strider. I don't Strider. know if you've ever played yeah. the original NES Strider, but it had L- RPG elements where you can get weapons and you could get different uh, accessories to do really cool things throughout the game as you're progressing along much like their recent Strider game that came out years ago Right, and I like what I saw there and not to mention he had a bike, a motorcycle. So yeah. you know, are <laughs> you're, you're cybernetic and you have a motorcycle. I mean like just how badass are you gonna be in this game yeah. at this point. So I did like that element. It looks like it's gonna be a lot of replay value is gonna be played in here. So I'm very excited to get my hands on this when you guys come out with it. Uh do you have I didn't see a due date in here. So has that been uh decided yet or is it still in uh in development? Uh,
2: yeah, it's in development. We we don't want to put a date on it unless we're sure we can hit that date. One hundred percent. So, uh, but uh, hope- hopefully, it's sooner than later.
0: <laughs> are the odds that it will be in two thousand have not I'm not putting any odds on anything. <laughs> <laughs> have me calling you back. Have me have people have me call you back for <laughs> it. Like yeah. you know, you actually said.
2: <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. I mean, we've we've come to learn that uh, we only make we only are incorrect about when we think games will be done. Uh, but I would say like. Uh, a lot. A lot of the game is done. It's looking really good. I think at this point, like, it's just about like polishing every stage and making it perfect. Uh, and uh, but that can that can take a little amount of time or a lot of a lot of time, depending.
0: It will never. As long as it's not as long as Kingdom Hearts, I think well people will appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> but um, honestly, let's go over to the mentioned Shovel Knights because that game has, uh, you know it really shot off to almost an astronomical popularity. And when it came to uh, creating those great titles like that, does it, um, do you base it on the, the project of like, how, I, how should I put this? Of past mm-hmm. games when you create stuff like that? Or um, how is it that you guys are basing your game development? Is it based on games of the past? or are you trying to do something totally new? Or you just, or is it that you want to have that, nostalgic type of feel to the games
2: uh i think in making new games uh what we're considering um i mean there's a lot lot of elements to it but uh like f- for shovel Knight, we i guess i guess part of what we are trying to do as a company is like uh like lift those old gameplay like retro and classic or you know that era that like the you know the 80s and 90s era yeah um and like let it like bring them to everyone's attention in a way that shows why they're cool and interesting while keeping them fresh and relevant you know relevant right making them and making them new again essentially um so i think that's like a lot that's a lot of what we're trying to do as a company and uh in doing that i think Uh, what when we were making Shovel Knight what we were looking at it's like wow like no one's no one's like tried to make a game that would make you fall in love with NES games Uh, so that's what we thought like if we make one that looks like an NES game that like has very few mechanics like an NES game then we can like not only will you understand it right away when you see it but you'll you'll be able to extend you'll be able to play it and then be like oh this is really fun and you know what else must be like this is like Mega Man. it looks yeah. just like it it's simple just like it like i should try that out i didn't realize as like a a person that grew up on the you know playstation 3 that like this is a fun thing i can play yeah uh, so i mean that's what we're trying to like uh bring that to modern eyes essentially but so and i think what that means is you, typically like Doing new things with something old.
0: Yeah. Are you guys, were there any other concepts that you were going to work on before leading up to Shovel Knights, or was that the initial first one that you guys wanted to shoot out?
2: Uh, when we first started, we were actually thinking about making a phone game because we mm-hmm. were playing a bunch of phone games at the time and being like, oh, they are all terrible. On- <laughs> when they were really- terrible, like, It's really hard to play a platformer on your phone. Yeah. Like maybe we should try to do it. And we tried it and we were all like, oh, we hate playing games without a <laughs> controller. Why are we doing <laughs> this? Uh, so... So we were like, well, let's, let's change that. And I mean, we were like making games on the side too. It wasn't it wasn't like we were really focused on it. And then when we, we decided to leave WayForward, we were like, what do we actually want to make? Yeah. Uh, and that's – that's I think that's where we landed with Shovel Night.
0: Hmm. And that was the first idea that you guys came up with? Where there wasn't anything else that you guys were brainstorming around? Nope, that was it. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's like a shot in the dark. <laughs> well sort of I mean
2: we we came off we came off making like Contra 4 like I said Double Dragon Neon we came make we came off making these like sequels or reimaginings uh, of NES games yeah and so we were like well wouldn't it be cool if we just made one of those instead mm-hmm. of like trying to try to like do something you know we're like trying to make the game in this modern setting but what if we tried to make a modern game in the old setting <laughs> right right uh, so it, to us, it was like very natural evolution of what we were already doing.
0: Right. Are you all still in disbelief at the success and popularity of the game series? Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> has it really? Has it really got into your head that like people are actually getting tattoos of Shovel Knight now? <laughs> uh, it's crazy.
2: I mean, every I, we what we talk about every day. I mean, we're adding all the these new games essentially to, to Treasure Trove, the complete package, and every time every day we talk about like is anyone going to play this is anyone going to play this probably not right <laughs> uh, it's it's so i think it's really bizarre to us uh, especially cuz we came from way forward where not a lot of people were playing the games <laughs> right right so to us it's just like the it just seems natural that you know everyone's going to pay attention to you know grand theft auto or whatever other big game is coming out and they're going to miss us
0: <laughs> i mean not only that but you guys have made it to what is considered the Hall of Fame of games, and yeah, you know, to have shovel knights in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, which is, am I correct that you guys are the only indie character? That is the only indie character in that game.
2: Uh, we're I, we're definitely the only assist trophy. I think I think other indie games have like stickers or other kind of
0: right. S- but he, that <laughs> character actually is yeah, you, like you said, it's an assist trophy that actually comes out in in 3D form yeah <laughs> to attack you and so it's like i mean just, just the fact that it's that notoriety is in that game because like i said uh that was i i talked to uh Ruben langdon who's like the voice of uh dante from devil may cry yeah. and he's also the voice of kim masters and he just his character is now in the game too and i'm like this game is seriously becoming the literally the mount rushmore if not the hall of fame <laughs> of video games right now because it has everybody in there and to have an indie title that really has only been out what? How many years have Shovel Knight been out now?
2: It will be five years in June.
0: That's really cool. still a short amount of time when you really think about it. That is phenomenal.
2: You know, oh, I mean, we were we were blown away at the when we were told that they wanted to put uh, when Sakurai wanted to put uh, Shovel Knight in the game. We were. I mean, it was just dumbfounding. <laughs> It's, it's it literally like, is
0: immortalized at this
2: point. It's such a huge honor. Uh, I mean, it really means. I mean, we we were people that were playing that game every day, just being like, "This is the coolest game." And that someone says, "Oh, I'm going to put you in that, in the coolest game that you play every day for fun." Uh, it's like to us, it's just like, "What?
0: Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, you know, Nintendo is almost considered like the Disney of video games. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's like you guys got into Wreck It Ralph and sort of. <laughs> In Some cases. Yeah, I guess so. Uh,
2: Yeah, I mean, it was it's a huge it's such a huge honor.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I want to talk about the I want to get in deep into financials or anything, but like the crowdfunding portion, which which helped lead you guys to where you guys at. Thanks to the fans. Are you all beyond the point of crowdfunding now or is it still an effective tool for you uh, to be able to develop?
2: Uh, I don't think we're beyond it. I mean, we've talked a lot about what we would – if we did it again, how we would do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I think it's – we're we're still trying to pin down uh, what would make sense. But I think for us, the, the financial part of it isn't as important to us as the marketing mm-hmm. and the – um, just the way it creates a community around your game that's really excited about it. Yeah. Uh, I, that's what we really loved um, from Shovel Knight. And, and making these, uh, you know, making Plague of Shadows, Inspector Torment, King of Cards, we sort of like missed that piece of it, just having this like core group of fans that's all in one place ready to like, ready to talk about it and be excited about it. Um, so I think if we did it again, that's like what maybe what we want to focus on. Right. Um, and the, and the money part of it would be like less important to
0: us. Right, right. Um, well, I can only imagine that you have the equipment and the technology to develop. It's just like you said, the marketing promotion, you know, the PR of it all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's like,
2: there, I mean, there might come a point where we run out of money and we would need help.
0: But, Being able to buy a booth at yeah, a, um, at, a, at, a, at a PAX or a E3 or whatever, you know, whichever comes first
2: yeah i mean but we just did we did a lot of really fun stuff with the kickstarter like you know we had developers for a day which were really fun and Uh we had uh we did design hangouts where we uh every everyone who backed at a certain level would like join in in the hangout and we talk about like what we're designing that week uh and it was just really fun to have that kind of engagement with our fans um that, uh, during the development process, it'd be fun to sort of replicate that.
0: Right. So it, as far as the crowdfunding again, is it, as it, is this still a valuable tour? Is it, cause I feel, I feel like it almost is plateaued to some extent, especially bro- last time I heard anybody really crowdfund was you Suzuki and yeah. for, Shenmue, yeah. th- for Shenmue 3.
2: It does seem like it's plateaued. I'm not sure. It's, it's hard to say what, um, you know, like if we put another one up there, would it do really well or what? I don't know. Um, it does – I would hope it's still an effective tool for everyone just because, I mean, it was it was a huge help. I mean, I don't think we would be here without it. So,
0: I know, Absolutely. You guys uh, came hope, at the right time too. Away, but, uh, yeah,
2: um, it definitely does seem like there's not – you know, it used to be like it felt like every year they got bigger and bigger and bigger. And now it doesn't seem – I'm not sure if it got smaller or it's just – Yeah. Plateauing or what's going on. Right.
0: Can you talk a little about when we talked about it, you know, you gave a little, a little bit about like the expansion of, uh, the club and how you guys have now you utilized different people for different things. But can you talk a little bit about the strategic planning that goes into the development of a character that, which you believe that will attract a target demographic?
2: I think, uh, for us, it's usually like figuring out what the core, of the game is going to be so uh like what's what's like drawing you and what are you thinking from moment to moment that makes it exciting Uh
1: um
2: so like you know we've set out like core pillars like this is going to be an nes game uh this is going to have an nes aesthetic it's going to be like really simple and controls and then it's drilling down a little bit further being like well what could those like simple controls be and for Shovel knight uh we thought well, we were playing a lot of Zelda 2 at the time, and we thought, well, that down thrust in Zelda 2 is really fun, like, uh, but it's it's really like limited in that game. You like you get it towards the end of the game, and it's uh, it feels like you could build the whole game out of that attack. Mm. Uh, so like, what would but what would work well with it? We can't just like make it only a down thrust game. So like, we were thinking like a one two punch. Like I would take I would do like a flipping action. Mm-hmm like a flip a beetle or turtle over and then I expose its underbelly and I down thrust it. Uh, So that's where we came up with like the, what was a scoop, like a scooping action would flip something over. Right. Which to us felt like a shovel. Like that was the only, that was the only weapon that would fit like a scoop. And then, (laughs) and then (laughs) Uh, and then we, you know, we were really inspired by the, the structure of Mega Man, just the eight, and so we thought, well, when we set it in the medieval setting, we'll have eight nights.
0: Uh, there you go. When Now we have our game. Let's go running. Right, <laughs> go. right. So uh, definitely, David, thank you so much for taking the time. I got a couple more questions for you, but I just want to take the time to say thank you. This is absolutely awesome. And okay. you guys rock. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but um, the one off question, the added question I got to ask, uh, I have Blade Strangers, and, of course, Shovel Knight is in there amongst other yeah. indie characters from NT Creates and such. Who did the designing for the Shovel Knight uh, character design in that game?
2: It's like Sizen Sy- or something like
0: that? I think so. I would have to get my uh, Switch in order to... <laughs> um, but <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, they did it. They, they,
2: they put that together. They sent it over to us and we're like, that looks rad as hell. <laughs> <laughs> we're, so, we're so happy. Uh, yeah, I mean, we... We said it would be like that. I mean, they showed us they're making like an anime look, you know, all these anime versions of these old games. Yeah. Uh, and we just thought, oh, yeah, that like, you know, make him like a big gruff dude. That'd be really cool. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that, I mean, they, they put that together and knocked it all apart.
0: I liked it because all, all the characters in the game look box cover art worthy. Yeah. And when I saw a Knight, i an item, like that looks like the front of a Capcom game. <laughs> right before you get to the actual so sprites,
2: so it's so cool.
0: Yeah, it really is. But uh, have you guys actually, during a meeting or something, has the idea of a 3D game ever come to mind?
2: Oh yeah, I mean, what I mean when we talk about Shovel Knight, all we say is like we want to bring it through the ages. We want to make Shovel Knight and Super Shovel Knight and Shovel Knight 64, and oh, that wow. would be like that would be the best if we had Shovel Knight 64. Oh goodness, yes. Uh, we I think we're definitely interested in making 3d games and like in the same way we like lifted the uh, the games from the you know NES era the, like that gameplay we I think we'd want to do the same for the like 3d era like those early 3d games I think had a lot of a lot of cool ideas in them that like didn't really get explored right. uh, or like maybe people aren't aren't valuing as much these days uh-huh. um, that we, I think we'd love to do the same thing with them
0: right what would you say would be the biggest challenge that you guys had to encounter?
2: The biggest challenge. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a big, a big challenge uh, every day is just like uh, making sure. i uh, just like, just like keeping keeping the, the ship running.
0: <laughs> right. Right.
2: Just like making sure uh, it's like, how much money do we have? How much time do we have to make the game? Uh, Are we going to be able to do that or this or, uh, you know, like, are we going to are we going to be able to make this good in that amount of time? Uh, That kind of stuff. Uh, Those like those are the biggest challenges. I think, uh, you know, one of the biggest challenges coming from way forward was just sort of like sort of along the same lines. It's just like we had made games as a team, as developers, but we didn't know how to really run a company. Yeah. Uh, So. So learning how to do that, to be like, oh, we can run out of money? Oh, you know, like learning those lessons, I think, was like the trickiest thing for us.
0: Right. So last question, if you can give any word of advice, because I get a lot of people who rather because of the format of our show and, and the ACMG brand, which is anime, comics, movies and games. We got people who want to be actors. We got people who want to be game developers. We got people who want to be animators, and we have people who just want to be, you know, in being in the game industry. If I was, to, if you were to give any word of advice for those who wanted to become a developer, what would you say?
2: Uh, I mean, the 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 biggest thing I think we say, and I'm sure a lot of people have said, is that like just try making a game. There's a lot of tools out there. Uh, I think. Like that, or make it a lot really easy to make a game these days. I think going through the full process of making a game on your own, even if it's like, oh, I'm going to clone Snake or clone Pac Man or clone Mm -hmm. Tetris. But I'm gonna like I'm gonna tweak like one or two things, just try to make it slightly different, yeah. and you know see how that can like one like how how do you like build a game from scratch and how how does that feel and like two how does it feel to like really change a core thing in a game and how does that mess with it and mm-hmm. three like what is it what is it actually like to go from beginning to end and finish something and and show it to people and get that kind of reaction? Yeah, I think like having that full. That full loop of making a game uh, just makes it, like, one, really easy, much easier to, like, if you want to work somewhere, you got something to show right, exactly. <laughs> that you did and show that you're, like, actually interested and you can finish something. And then, two, like, like being able to touch every part of a game and learn about it, I think, helps a lot from going from, like, a, a, someone who appreciates games to uh-huh. someone who can actually, like, make them and realize what is goes into building all the ideas that, like, get mushed into a game.
0: Right, right. Now, I wouldn't want to, you know, start any animosity within your internal uh, staff, but what educational uh, facility would be best to learn in game developing?
2: Oh, I, you know what, I don't, I actually don't know. <laughs> uh, a lot of people here didn't really go to school for games that is good uh, to know people <laughs> yeah uh, i mean it depends a lot on your discipline i think like yeah. oh like art schools i think you can learn the skills you need for art for yeah. many you know jobs uh i think game design is like harder it's like there you probably need to figure out a game school to go to uh-huh. um like a programming is like much more like g- general that you could probably like learn in any school. It's it could really depend a lot. I I went to a liberal arts college, uh, so it's like really really off the path of like focused on. It's getting,
0: any direction but one, but at least you have yeah, a direction somewhere right. eventually.
2: Um yeah, so I think it depends a lot. I think it's like finding what makes sense for you really. Um and but. I think if you like want to make games, it's like figuring out how to focus that thing in the direction that uh, will get you where you want to be.
0: Awesome, absolutely awesome, David. Thank you so very much again for being on the show. What is next for you guys exactly? We got Cyber Shadow coming out. Anything else? Anything else new coming? Uh, uh we
2: got, yeah, we're we're, we're working on King of Cards right now. It's just the King Knight expansion mm-hmm. for Shovel Knight, and we're doing Shovel Knight Showdown,
0: which is I the cannot wait for that. By the way. <laughs>
2: yeah local multiplayer brawler uh it's really really cool uh yeah we're just trying to get those out of the door and then move on to something new
0: absolutely awesome i well thank you guys for all that you've done i mean you guys worked your ass off to create something very special for the gaming community and i can't thank you enough for not only being on the show but just having the passion to do what you guys do it's pretty awesome to see well, thank you so much <laughs> ladies, ladies and gentlemen I hope you enjoyed this very special episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live exclusive on behalf of myself and David D'Angelo all I gotta say is learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live we are out of here take care